Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. This is Joanne Wilson, co-pastor at Cool Church. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we want you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message. Well, this final message of In the Weeds, I wanted to kind of do something a little bit different. How many of you have been here for, like, you raise your hand and say, I've been here for all three weeks of In the Weeds. All three weeks. Wow. You guys are faithful. Y'all give it up for the folks that have been here for three weeks. Maybe you watched online. It's all good. I love y'all. If you're online right now, hit share right now. I think this is going to help somebody. Hit, the, hit share right now. I'm looking right to you. I'm in your living room, whether you invited me or not. I'm in your living room right now. Share it right now. I think this message is going to bless somebody. This is the fourth and final week of In the Weeds. And um, if you have your Bibles, we've been in the same... Um, chapter of the Bible for the last four weeks we we may have drifted off here and there to make some connecting um, points but um, we've stayed in one of the synoptic gospels of Matthew Um, and I want you to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13 verses 53 through 58 who has a Bible let me see it hold it up wave your Bible in the air and wave it like you just do care okay Come on, let me see those phones. Don't be ashamed of those phones. You, you know what? You can hold up your phones with pride now. Where are my app users at? Come on, wave it at me. See, y'all used to be ashamed. They used to be scared to hold up phones in because you can't cast out a demon with an iPhone. What you going to do when your battery dies? Nothing. <laughs> oh, man. If you don't have an app, get it. You can take all, all the notes that I'm going to read right here on my iPad. Guess what? They're in there for you. Because I want, I want you to be able to focus and listen intently with your heart on what I'm saying. And don't be so worried about trying to write down everything that's going on. Get the app. It'll help you. Uh, make, it'll make your experience better. And you can use all this stuff throughout the week. Take notes. Take, taking notes may not help you in this very moment. But it's going to point you back to a place in God's word that will help you when you need it the most. I promise. Matthew chapter 13 verses 53 through 58. When you got it, say got it. Good. It reads something like this. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, somebody say hometown. He began teaching the people in their synagogue and they were amazed. I love that. Listen listen to this. It says, where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Underline that. Where did this, like they're talking about Jesus, man. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked. I love this because you might have heard somebody say something like this before. Is it, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary and are his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Like they calling out all his family. Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? My God, underline that. Where then did this man get all these things? And they, look at this, took offense at him. My goodness gracious. They went from being amazed to taking offense at him. Listen to this. It says, but Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his own home. My, my, my. And he did underline this whole, I'll just underline verse 58. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. 
And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. If you're taking notes on this fourth part of In the Weeds, I want you to entitle it this. Call it Familiar Weeds. Familiar Weeds. Let's pray. Father God, once again, I thank you for this day. For this is the day that you have made, God. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God, I pray. And I know that before the earth began to spin on its axis, you knew each and every human that was going to be in this place today. You knew each and every one that was going to watch online. God, I pray that I would lie down as you rise up. Don't let these words be my own, but let them come directly from your throne room of grace. God, I pray that hearts, minds, and ears are open and receptive to a word that will always be about Jesus. And God, I pray for the one. The one that needs to hear this word the most, God, I pray that somebody, before it's all said and done, is going to come home. They're going to come back to the Father through the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I pray these things in Jesus' name and everyone said, everyone said, take about five seconds to give Jesus Christ a shout of praise. Come on. Amen. Got some good time. I promise you I'm going to get you out of here for brunch. <laughs> I know because I like my brunch. You better hurry up. If you've been here more than once or maybe you've watched um, Cool Church Online, I, I like to tell people where I'm from. I'm from Carroll City. I was born and raised in the county of D. Oh, y'all ain't saved. <laughs> He's still working on me, too. I'm from Carroll City, man. I love, I love Carroll City, man. Back in the day, I used to go to Carroll Mart. Holla at you, boy. It ain't, it ain't Carroll Mart no more. It's, 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 it's Miami Gardens now. But I, I love my block, man. I grew up on 175th Street. My, my mom and pop, they still, they still live there. I go over there every Sunday to eat, man. I grew up around the corner, from uh, around the block from Myrtle Grove Elementary. That was my stomping grounds uh, back in the day. And, man, I, I used to, I loved it, man. I loved growing up as a kid in Carroll City. It was fun. Like, I remember back, this was like back in the day, some of the kids in here are going to laugh, but this was pre-cell phone days. So to have fun, you actually had to go outside. To have conversations, you actually had to look at people and talk to them in person. Like, like, like I, I walk outside now, and this is what I see most of the time. People not watching where they're going. They don't know what they're doing. They know what's happening on their phone, but they don't know what's going on in their surroundings. Like, I remember how the air smelled. I remember sitting by the gate. We used to sit on the gate, man, and we would, we would talk, and we would laugh, and I would play basketball with my homeboys, and we used to have fun until the street lights came on. I had to get my butt inside when the street lights came on. And I, I hung with a very interesting cast of characters, man. Like, I, 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 love, I love my guys growing up, man. Like, we, were, we was riding bikes everywhere, man. We, we was just having the best old time. But when I, like, really, really go back and think about some of the characters I used to hang with, like, it's, it's kind of funny because, like, the dudes that I grew up with, we didn't all go in the same direction. 
Like, there's some cats that, you know, I grew up with that they've been to jail multiple times. There's some cats that I've grown up with that were teenage fathers. There's some guys that I grew up with that were literally bipolar. There were some guys that I grew up with that literally are not here anymore. There's, there's guys that I've grown up with that literally went crazy and were not heard from again. But back when I was with them, everything was cool. It was all normal. Like, like I didn't even realize how crazy all these crazy people I just talked about were because it was just so normal to be around them because they were my friends. One day, man, I said, you know what? I love y'all. Y'all my boys. Like, man, boys for life. You know, we were saying stuff like that. And one day I was like, you know what, man, I, I love y'all, but I, I got I to gotta go and I got an opportunity. I got scholarship and I got an opportunity to leave Carroll City and go to Baltimore, Maryland. Now, I had no idea what was in Baltimore, Maryland. All I knew was is that I did not want to leave Carroll City, man, because I didn't want to leave my boys, man. Like, I didn't want to leave my people, man. I'd have stayed in Carroll City forever. Like, that was my people, but I knew if I wanted to give myself a shot at success, if I wanted to see something different than what I was accustomed to, I was going to have to grow up, I was going to have to get out, and I was going to have to leave. One day, I decided to leave. You see, the, the thing that I noticed with all the people that I just mentioned to you, who, as I look back in hindsight, were crazy, the thing that I realized that made me say I have to leave this situation is that if you're like me, I have began to get comfortable around crazy. I have began to become docile around dysfunction. I have began to become tame around trauma. I got so used to being around crazy people, I didn't even realize that they was all crazy. But one day I made a decision. I said, you know what? I got to go. I got to get out of here. I went followed the scholarship. The rest is history. I'm here right now. And thank God I didn't choose to stay when I had the opportunity to. And the church said, here's what I want you to understand. Sometimes the things that are most detrimental to your growth are the things that are the most familiar. I, I need somebody to capture that in your spirit because some of y'all are real comfortable around stuff that's killing you. Sometimes the most detrimental things to your growth are the things that are the most familiar. And weeds, as it pertains to this series, we, we read about them in Matthew 13. Jesus talks about the parable of the sower and he talks about the parable of the weeds and he says that, that, that the plants are allowed to grow with the weeds simultaneously and not be separated because if you are a plant and there is a weed growing next to you, God wants to see how you are going to grow differently. He wants to see how you're going to grow differently because the Bible also tells us that in the end, the wheat and the weeds will be separated. 
the plants that bear wheat or the plants that bear fruit, they will be harvested unto the barn. But the weeds, oh, they will be, they will be bundled up and they will be burned in the fire. What is God trying to tell us? That if we continually grow in him in spite of the weeds, we're going to be harvested into what? The kingdom. These were all parables about the kingdom of heaven that Jesus was talking about. But if, if, if we do not, if we get caught up in the wheat, well, there's only one way that the wheat can go. The wheat, the, excuse me, the weeds get burned in the fire. We don't want to be weeds. We want to be wheat. We want to be harvested into the kingdom. And we will be harvested for our fruit. And the weeds will be burned in the fire for the lack thereof. We need to know a weed when we see one. Me and my wife, we always trying to garden and do stuff in the backyard. Garden is really her thing. But, I, you know, I try to, to tag along and help. And it, we got like this running joke. And we honestly, there's this plant in our backyard in the corner. You know the plant I'm talking about? The one in the corner. It got, it's like really tall and it's like starting to look like a tree. We can't figure out if it's like an actual plant or a weed. Like it's the funniest thing because she's like, I think I might have planted. Because it like looks nice. There's like flowers that come in. She's like, I don't really remember planting this though. I was like, man, I, I think that thing is a giant weed, yo. Because, like, nobody remembers planting and it. it has no fruit, but it has started to flower a little bit. So it's making us reconsider what we actually think that it is. Mm -mm 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 -mm. See, whether or not you want to admit it, weeds may not always look like weeds. Some of y'all allowing weeds in your life because they starting to flower a little bit. You see, I think every time we think of a weed, it's like, oh, uh, uh, my arch enemy is a weed. Why you got arch enemies? The Bible says love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. I can't stand as my arch enemy. She will be sifted like wheat, like, like stop. Like y'all be trying to use the, the Bible to like get at people. My goodness, great. Like, like some, some of us only think that weeds look like things that are bad. And we don't realize that a weed does not have to look like the thing that is the polar opposite to you. A weed could look just like you. You have to be very careful because weeds don't always look like weeds. Weeds may not be your arch enemy. They may be the things that you are the most familiar with. Weeds may be the people you are the most comfortable around. Weeds may be the places you feel the best going. You got to be careful because weeds don't always look like weeds. Many times, weeds can feel like home. What am I trying to tell you? Weeds can become very, very familiar. And as believers, we got to be careful when we're around familiar weeds. There's three things I want you to get and I'll be done. The first is this. Familiar weeds will question your growth. Familiar weeds will question your growth. Can you be here with every sermon I preach? You just make life better. I like response. I like you. You, you stay. Save her a seat in the front row every day. I like, I like 
I like you. See, Renee, you, do you need to bring more? See, bring, bring, bring more of her. I, I like her. What's your name, dear? I like, I, I like you. You stay right there. Stay with me now. Don't, don't fade on me. Familiar weeds will question your growth. Look at what Matthew 13, uh, 54 through 56 says. It says, coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. That should have been where it stopped. But here's what happens. It says, where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And are his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? See, after Jesus preaches these parables about the kingdom at the beginning of chapter 13 of Matthew. By the end, it says that he's done telling parables. So he goes into the synagogue in his hometown and he begins to preach to the people. And the people are amazed. It's like, yo, this teaching, man, these miracles that, we, that we've heard about are, are, are crazy. This is awesome. And the people in his hometown are just amazed beyond belief. By his miracles and teaching, but their familiarity with him caused them to question what he was capable of doing. See, I don't think it's a coincidence that Jesus tells us about the parable of the weeds at the beginning of chapter 13 of Matthew, but by the end of chapter 13 of Matthew, he's not telling us the parable of the weeds anymore. He talks about and he shows us how people can be the greatest killer to your growth potential. It's not a coincidence. He teaches about weeds stifling growth potential. And then he goes back home and shows us what it looks like for the people closest to you to stifle your growth potential. Jesus teaches the parable at the beginning of the chapter, then he lives it at the end. This is so beautiful. You see, this is what you got to watch out for. Because when people know who you were, they think they have the right to question who you've become. It's just real. Like, it, it, isn't, isn't that Terrence? Isn't that Trevor and Jermaine's son, the little chubby, quiet boy? How is he up there preaching and teaching the word of God in a church that he founded two years ago with his wife and they're successful through a pandemic? I know him. I know his people. Isn't that Lisa? You know, you know Jason's sister? She, she wasn't that smart when she was in school. How is she walking around in this lab coat filling my prescription right now? You know how many years you got to be in school to be a pharmacist? I, I, I know her. Is it, isn't that AJ? That's John's brother, right? That boy used to be so skinny and frail in middle school. How he make it to the NFL? How'd he do it? Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that Sarah? That's, that's, that's Ed and his daughter, right? Yeah, Did, didn't she have like a bunch of kids when she was young with all these different dudes? How is she the CEO of her own company and she found herself a Boaz and I can't even find me a broke? God's still working on me, y'all. 
Pope's son, ain't it? Didn't he go to jail for for for, for dealing for for slinging in the trap? Like 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 he wasn't. Didn't he go? Didn't he go away when he was younger? When when he get out? Why why is it that I'm watching with my own eyes? He on Shark Tank and the sharks are battling to make a deal with him. Why? In that in that in that Tanya? Then then her parents like. Then they get divorced, and I heard like a stepdad like abused and stuff. You remember that, right? That was going around the hood. Everybody was was talking about that. She was like, "Wow!" She was like, "Real." She was like, "Real wild in school." How, how, how is it that I came to cool church and she's singing a front row on on the choir, and she got a husband serving on the security team, and she got three kids that's learning the cool kids? How she turned a whole family of trauma into a family of victory? How did she do that? Let me let you know something real quick. And it's probably one of the most real things I tell you. People will only question you because they are jealous of what you have. You better recognize what them people's question is really about. Look at, look, at, look at Matthew 13, 54 and 56. I told you to underline it, 54. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked? Then they start listing. I know his mama. I know his daddy. I know his brothers. I know his sisters. Verse 56. Where then did this man get all these things? They knew where he came from. You know how I know? Because they listed it out. I know who his mama is. I know who his daddy is. I know who his brother is. I know who his sister is. They knew where he came from, but they only questioned him because he showed that he had wisdom and power. See, some of y'all ain't getting it, so I'm going to go over here. No, nah, let, me, let me come back over here, because if I go over here, I know this side going to be more crunk than this side. They only questioned him because they wanted his wisdom and his power. Listen to what I'm saying. Even your haters can identify the gifts in you. They only wanted his wisdom and his power. You must understand. You must understand that questions that they asked Jesus had nothing to do with where he came from and everything to do with his growth. Because since the last time they saw him, they saw a shift in his wisdom and his power. So it made them ask questions. When you show back up into old spaces, when you grow, if there's a shift in your wisdom and power, don't be surprised when the weeds of familiarity start asking questions because they already know where you come from. They just want what you've got. Man, I wish somebody was listening to me today. Questions about where you come from should remind you how much God has brought you through. If people are questioning how you are, where you are, give God thanks. You've grown. Isn't that Terrence? I sure am. But I ain't who I used to be. I got a little more wisdom and a little more power in Jesus' name. Amen? Familiar weeds will question your growth. But familiar weeds won't just question your growth. They'll be offended by it. Familiar weeds will be offended by your growth. Look at, look at Matthew 13, 57. 
and they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown. They took offense at him. A prophet is not without honor except in his own town and his own home. Not only will people question your growth, they'll be offended by it. Don't be surprised. I'm just, I'm just telling you what's coming your way because you're growing. They'll be offended by it. People will be offended by what you do because it reminds them of what they can't do. They hate you because they ain't you. You see, what I've learned is that the greatest tool in combating offense is honor. This is why honor is one of the core values of this house. You see, offense makes the most, listen to this, listen to what offense does. It makes the people the most familiar with Jesus the least honoring. This, this people from his hometown. They knew where he came from. They, 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 they knew who his people were, but the Bible says they started out amazed when he taught. They wanted what he had, and they were offended by him. The offense makes the people closest to you, the most familiar with you, more offended by you. I don't know about you, but like when, when, when I want a recommendation, I don't go to the people that know me the most, excuse me, know me the least. I go to the people that know me the most, right? I go to the people that are the most familiar with me. Why? Because I'm expecting the people that are the closest to me that have the best things to say, right? I needed a letter of recommendation for something. I was like, Pastor, you looking for another job? No, this is the last job I'll ever have in Jesus' name. I'm not. I was trying to be a part of something, trying to grow, trying to branch out, do some different things. I needed a letter of recommendation. So I asked my, my senior pastor, Pastor Rich Wilkerson, to write me a letter. I was like, Pastor, you know, you, I grew up in this ministry with you, man. We've been together for, for decades. Can you write me a letter? I said, and I, I asked him, I said, Pastor, I'm a preacher, man. Can I read this? Can I read this letter? He said, yeah, you can read it. So I'm going I'm to I'm I'm read a recommendation from somebody that is familiar with me. Okay, because this is how you need to treat the people that you are familiar with. Some must be hating on the people that's doing well that's around us when we need to be more honoring of them. This is this is this is what the letter says. To whom it may concern. I read in his voice, it'd be funnier, but now I won't do that. I will honor him. <laughs> this letter is an opportunity for me to give my highest recommendation. Pastor Terrence Wilson has been a part of my leadership here in Miami, Florida for some 23 years. During that time, he graduated from high school. Um, during that time, he graduated from high school, went to Baltimore for five years, and received a BA and a master's degree. There he met his beautiful wife, Joanne. I was at their wedding night when they got married. Almost immediately thereafter, he came on staff with us at the church. He and Joanne built a clothing business while he served here and teamed up with my son, Rich Jr., to form the Rendezvous Young Adult Ministry. It became one of the largest Pentecostal young adult ministries in the nation. In 2015, you can clap. If you're going to clap, don't give me a petty clap, clap. In 2015, Rich Jr. launched the VU Church out of the Trinity Church. At that point, Terrence and Joanne took over the ministry and led so 
well. In spring of 2018, I felt the need to launch a church in Miramar, Florida. Thank you, Pastor Rich. Terrence and Joanne both prayed about a month later and came to me and said they felt the Lord had directed them to plant a brand new church. In January of 2019, Cool Create Out of Love Church was launched from Trinity, Miami. Today, they had the largest ARC Association of Related Churches launch in history. 1,020 people attended their very first service. Since that time, the church has become well-known in South Florida for being a true New Testament Pentecostal church. I, this, 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 this is my favorite part. I believe it's all a result of this man and his family. Words like happy, caring, loving, integrity, strong, uncompromising, family man, are all the words that are used when Terrence Wilson's name and character are discussed. I believe your fellowship will be better because of this family named Wilson. Respectfully submitted, Pastor Rich Wilkerson Sr. Thank you, Pastor. I love you. Because of honor, there is nothing that we won't do for one another. So I need, I need you to understand that. Oh, man, the church, y'all went one way. No, I will honor that family till my last breath because they have always honored me and respected me as such. And why is that important? Because what they're doing and what I'm doing with them is biblical. For Romans 12.10 says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring one another. Nobody should have to force you to honor the people that are most familiar with you. You should be excited. Man, I'll write a recommendation for him. Anytime, man, I love her, man. Oh, I just want to take a moment to brag on her or him because I love them so much. The truth is the people that are the most familiar with you shouldn't honor you the least. They should honor you the most. One of the core values of this house is honor. And we will always be a house of honor because this family honors and we will kill every offense that tries to weed itself into cool church we will kill every offense with honor with a culture of honor because we honor God and we honor each other if you believe it say amen we ain't gonna be like that we ain't gonna be mad we ain't gonna be mad at the people that amaze us we're not haters man we gonna honor because honor always takes you farther. Amen? And finally, familiar weeds want to put limits on what Jesus can do. Give me some keys, man, so this thing sounds more spiritual. Thank you. Familiar weeds want to put limits on what Jesus can do. Mm -mm -mm. Look at Matthew. 1358 it says and he did not he is Jesus and he did not underline did not and he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith and he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith it's not that Jesus could not 
He did not. It's not that Jesus could not, but he would not do miracles where people were too familiar. It's not that he could not. He just would not. Why did Jesus choose not to do miracles in places most familiar with him? And this is what the Holy Spirit dropped on my life. When you know who you are, you don't have to prove it. Everybody else just has to accept it. You see, Jesus doesn't do things to prove who he is. He does things because you believe who he is. I'm going to need to say that again because I, 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 people get caught up in this. God, if you're real, what? If you're real, deliver me from this. If you're real, heal me of this sickness. You playing a bargaining game with God. God, if you're real, make my wife come back. God, if you're real, help me get my kids in order. God, if you're real, I need more finances. Man, put some more zeros in my bank account. God, if you're real, Jesus doesn't ever do things to prove who he is. He does things because you believe who he is. You see, I believe that Jesus is a provider whether he provides for me or not. I believe that Jesus is a protector whether he protects me or not. I believe that Jesus is a healer whether he heals me or not. I believe that Jesus is the answer to a prayer whether he chooses to say yes or not. I believe that Jesus is a miracle worker whether he chooses to do the miracle or not. I believe that Jesus is my favor whether he chooses to open the door or not. Never allow how familiar you are with Jesus to determine what you believe he can or cannot do for you because real maturity in the spirit is believing that Jesus is who he says he is whether he chooses to do the things you want him to do or not that's how you know you grow whether he does it or not I still believe whether he does it or not you want to know how you grow into separating from the weeds? Whether he does it or not, and you still believe. Some of us are way too familiar with Jesus and not in a relational kind of way. We're familiar with a name that we've heard so often, but because we think, it's not that he hasn't shown up, but because we think he hasn't shown up, his name is just a casual name that comes out of our mouth and we forget that that name is power. We forget that at that name, demons shudder in fear. We forget that at that name, the enemy trembles. We forget that at that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We forget that everything must submit to the name of Jesus. Cancer has to submit to the name of Jesus. Poverty has to submit to the name of Jesus your lost sons and daughters had to submit to the name of Jesus but more than all of that even death has to submit to the name of Jesus if you believe it say amen
Stop being so familiar with that name. Today you may find yourself far too familiar with the name of Jesus and think that it's a name that has no power. But don't allow your familiarity with him to determine what you think he can or cannot do. You see, the only way you can truly experience a true miracle is by having a real relationship with someone that far too many people are only familiar with. And his name is Jesus. Don't allow your familiarity with him to determine what you think he can do in your life. Because the greatest enemy to faith is familiarity. The greatest enemy to faith is the familiar. Maybe you find yourself in this place and you've heard that name Jesus a lot. It's familiar, but you've never fully submitted to fully believing in him, whether he gives you what you want or not. Jesus, he didn't do miracles, not because he couldn't, he wouldn't because of their lack of faith. The thing that separates us from the weeds is faith in Jesus, the name above every name. Weeds can look very familiar. You could look like a weed too, but if you wanna distinguish yourself, you need the one thing that nobody in this story had, faith in Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed, call is simple my call is clear i don't want to make it convoluted somebody needs their faith in jesus restored again because maybe you've been asking for things sometimes he showed up but for the most part you think he hasn't it's not that he hasn't he's giving you the answer you need to be who he's called you to be not giving you the one you want he's giving you the answer you need whether jesus does something or not does not determine the power that he has to perform miracles in your life. Jesus, let me tell you something. The kid from Carroll City that was used to hanging around crazy people, if I sat here for a moment, let me tell you, I can tell you about the journey that I've taken. The times I've almost lost my life. The times I thought where God didn't show up when actually he was just protecting me from myself. I'm only standing here because whether Jesus does what I ask him to or not, I believe who he is at all cost. Nothing can change that. My good days and my bad days are shifted by a Jesus perspective. Everything I believe, everything I live is because of one that came before me and his name is Jesus. Maybe you're living out there right now when you say, man, I ain't got that kind of perspective. I got needs. My God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. But here's the caveat in Christ Jesus. It's either Jesus or nothing. You got to believe in Jesus. So if you're out there today, online or in this room, call simple, call clear, say, I want Jesus. I want to believe like never before. I want Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. I need Jesus. Whether he does what I ask him to or not, I want to declare today, I believe in Jesus. If that's you, wherever you are, online in this room, on the count of three, I need Jesus. Here we go. 
One, two, three. Hold up your hand. Hold it up right now. Hold it up. Hold it up. Yep. I see you. I see you. Hallelujah. I see you too. I need Jesus. Yep. Praise God. Do me a favor. If your hand's up, stand up. I know it's scary. I know it's scary. But see, that's the difference between people that grow and weeds. Weeds stay down. Plants or fruit grow up. I see you. Praise God for you. I see you. I'm proud of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if there's folks in the lobby. Here's what I want you to do. You already did the hard part. You standing up. Come down here right now. Come on. You already did the hard part. Come on. I want everybody else standing. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Come on. I see you. All right, though. Here's what I want to do. I told you, if it's only one, I'm good. I know there's people watching online. There might be others. So I always ask this. I always like to make sure. I like to make sure. This is a family. So you say, man, Pastor, I don't want to come up there. But, man, that's scary. I can't do what she did. That's hard. I want you to look at your neighbor right now and say, hey, if you're scared, I'll go with you. So if they say, yeah, just grab them by the hand. Walk, walk them down here right now. Let me see. Just, just look at your neighbor. Say, you're scared. I'll go with you. I just want to make sure. No pressure. No pressure. It's okay. It's all right. Bible says when one comes back to the Father, there's a celebration in heaven. That's all I care about. Sorry. Right. Just want to make sure. Oh, see? That's why. Sorry. Right. Proud of you. Proud of you. Praise God. Hey, let me get uh, Yari. Come stand. Come, come on, sis. Stand with them. Perfect. See that? I just want to, listen, I love Jesus so much, I want to make sure everybody gets to heaven with me. And the church said, reach your hands towards them right now. We're going to pray. If you're online, you can reach your hand out. If you know Jesus, if you don't, raise your hands in the air. If y'all up here right now, just raise your hands as a sign of surrender. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, when you confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart he was raised from the dead you're saved confess and believe all the other stuff don't convolute faith confess and believe in Jesus name all right so here we go I want everybody here online to repeat after me say dear Jesus, dear Jesus I've, sinned. I've sinned I'm not proud of it, proud of but, it. I admit it. but I admit it today, today I lay my sin down my take it I pray I don't want it anymore I reach to heaven to receive your forgiveness to take the place of my sin I ask that you would accept me into your wonderful family today I give my life completely to you I'm yours Lord thank you Jesus amen 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 I'm so proud of each and every one of y'all this is my Oprah moment right here okay you get a gift. You get a gift. I have gifts for all of you. Okay. So you see that sign right there it says, welcome to the family. What's going to happen is they're going to walk that way. But you guys are going to cheer for them. I can't open up the ceiling and show you what's happening in heaven right now. But man, when I, the angels are breakdancing, there's a spread laid out, people singing. It's crazy because the Bible says when one comes back to the father, there's a celebration in heaven. Okay. I can't show you what it looks like. I can help you hear what it sounds like. So on the count of three, y'all gonna cheer for them like y'all never cheer for anybody in your whole life, okay? Y'all gonna walk towards that sign that says welcome to the family because y'all are family. I promise you, 
They're not going to get raptured. They're not going to get indoctrinated into a cult. Listen, if you got if you got questions about what happened, you can ask our team. If you need prayer, they'll pray with you. I just want to make sure you get a gift. Is that okay? Is that okay? Is that okay? On the count of three, y'all better make heaven shake. Online, start hitting. Here we go. One, two, three. Let's go. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know how much God loves them. Let them know they're sons and daughters of the Most High God. Let them know. Come on. Thank you so much for listening. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you've heard, please consider sharing it with your friends because it helps so much. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And always remember that you were created out of love.